Welcome back. You're watching Traders Corner and joining me as always is Garth McKenzie, founder and editor of Traders Corner. Garth, welcome. Hi, Juliette. Garth, it's two days to futures closeouts, and it might be the case that you've nailed this put option structure that you put in place a couple of weeks, well, a few weeks ago. Yeah, we put it in, in the end of January, uh, right when the market peaked. We actually put this uh, structure in place. It's a put spread option structure. You can see the payoff on the right-hand side of the graph over here. And effectively, it works for us below 54,000 all the way down to 50,000. But the real sweet spot is more or less where it's trading at the moment, between 52,500 and down to 51,500. Now, I just checked my phone before we started this show. It's trading at 50. 2,400 at the moment. Um, and as you say, two days to go until the futures close out, which will happen at midday on Thursday. So right now, as it stands, we are right in the sweet spot and certainly hoping that it sticks around this sort of level because mm. then we would maximize our profit on this uh, structure. So everyone could just listen and not do any trading for the next couple of days <laughs> <laughs> in honor of the structure. It would be great. Yeah, that'll be great. But I must say, uh, look, you know, looking out, un unless something really dramatic happens in the next two days, it's looking pretty good for us that, that, that we should actually end with a reasonably good profit on this, uh, on this structure. Yeah, let's hope so. Mm. I mean, because last year was a tricky year as far as these structures were concerned, so yeah. it would be nice to see them pay off. Absolutely. Garth, it's been, um, one of your aims was to have a more vigorous trading year, and um, there are quite a few trades to, to discuss, including the trade that you've taken on this week. Um, but let's start with Woolworths, which was last week's trade. Is it doing what you wanted to do, or is it sort of fizzled out a little it's, bit? It's fizzled out a bit. Um, it started off very good for us. So uh, if we just take a look at the chart structure and why I like this trade, um, what I'd identified is that the stock has been rising since November of last year. You can see that upward trend quite evident there. Uh, and it's sort of been trading in this channel. At the same time, there's an overhead resistance zone here at 68 Rand per share. Now, my thinking is that based on the fact that you've got these rising lows, that's telling you that the buyers are the stronger force at the lower levels. Every time the price pulls back, the buyers are there at a higher price in order to snap up the stock. And if you have to look at that and say, well, who's the stronger force out of buyers and sellers here? You'd say that the stronger force definitely has to be the buyers because they're coming in at a higher price each time to prop up that price. Mm -hmm. And usually when you see a situation like this where you've got a series of flat tops and rising bottoms like that, that is it inevitably it's going to break out to the top side most of the time. That's the higher probability likelihood. So we went along last week for the show and we did. We bought 1,320 CFDs at 64 Rand 20 and the stop loss 62.50. It got off to a very good start. It traded up almost to our 68 Rand resistance area. I didn't take any money off the table there because my thinking was that I'd like to actually stick into this trade. In the, if, in the event that it actually does break out through that 68 Rand mm. resistance. And I think it is going to do that. Um, and then probably push on up into the you know, lower to mid 70s. So yeah, that, that was the stance that I took on it. It has fizzled out a little bit now. I mean, I had a look a moment ago, it was trading at 63.20. So it's below our entry point um, now, and, but still above the stop loss. So I'm going to mo monitor it and see. I, I still do like the setup overall. Uh, I, I guess I'm a little bit wary that I've set that stop loss too tight. So I will monitor it and I'll manage it and, and, and let's see how it goes in the week ahead. I mean, would you be averse to adjusting your stop loss post the trade or...? Would that not fit into the, it wouldn't the trading really principles no. that so if we, yeah, like if, to espouse? If, if, we, if we're here to promote proper trading principles, then that is a definite no-no. Uh, but, but, you know, we have risked 1.5% of our capital on this trade. I always say we, we never like to lose more than 2% of our capital on any individual trade. So I suppose if I were to bend the rules slightly and want to try and adjust the stop loss a little bit, maybe I would do it in a sense that I still want to ensure that we don't lose more than 2% of our capital. And that's that. 
I'll see. I'll monitor it and, so, and I'll see. The critical thing with trading, though, and, and why I think we've done well out of this show over the years is because we always keep the losses small. Mm. And the reality is that if the trade's not doing what I expect it to do, then maybe my thinking is wrong. And then I mean, maybe I need to accept that and move on. And if it means taking a small loss to find out whether I was going to be right or wrong, well, so be it. That's part of the nature of trading. Is that also um, one of the problems with preempting a breakout when you enter a trade? Um, so before it's actually um, uh, gone through the, the yeah. you know, the six, six, 68 Rand resistance in Woolworth's case. This is that's true. Uh, you know, preempting the breakout means that I've gone in at a at a lower price before the breakout happens, and and I do that in a sense because I get a better risk to reward ratio by doing that. Whereas if I have to wait for that breakout to happen. I'm going to pay a higher price. I'm going to probably have to chase it as it breaks out. I'm going to need to set my stop loss quite a lot further away, which it messes up the whole risk to reward ratio. And then, of course, also I run the risk that I get sucked into a false break. Mm. So from that point of view, I quite like the setups like this where I'll try to preempt the break and then be on board if that break happens and already in it and, and, and already winning on the trade. And perhaps at that point, if you then in once it's broken out, then maybe you can look to even add to your trade once the breakout occurs. Yeah. Okay. So something to watch uh, in the weeks ahead. Yeah. Um, and then what about Kumba? So that was a recent position, a short position. Um, and we did talk about it going ex-dividend last week, mm. um, but it actually fell past the point. Um, um, well, I suppose the the contribution made by the yeah. dividend. That's it. We did discuss the dividend last week and I said if it fell by more than the dividend, that would work in our favour. And, and just, sorry, to that note, there's a, a dividend on Woolworths this week. Um, I forgot to mention that while we were talking about Woolworths, but just to keep that in mind, there's a one rand and nine cents dividend coming out on Woolworths. If you're along with that, you will get the dividend, right? I'll get the dividend, but the share price of Woolworths will drop when okay. the share goes ex-dividend. So, and that's what's happened on Kumba. So let's just quickly talk about Kumba now since that's what we were discussing before <laughs> I remembered about the, uh, the Woolworths dividend. So Kumba here, wh why I went into this trade was because the stock had formed this head and shoulders pattern. It, was, it has started to underperform on a relative basis to, compared to the rest of the market. It was looking weak. It was feeling weak. Uh, it broke below the neckline of that head and shoulders. It rallied back up and then it failed at the underside of the 50-day moving average there. And I figured that was as good a time as any to initiate a short because that's that head and shoulders pattern is still valid and still projects a lower target. So we went short of 80 CFDs at 342 Rand per share, stop loss 370 and the target was 300 Rand. Now um, it's broken down below the bottom of the sideways trading range that's been intact for the last month or so. That's a move below 320. Part of that has come about because of the dividend mm. that we spoke about last week. So Kumba paid a, a dividend of 15 Rand per share. Now, when a share goes ex-dividend like this, it typically falls by the amount of the dividend, or there and thereabouts, depending on, on, a, on a few other factors. As it turned out here, the share price fell by more than the dividend, and it's gone on today to reach the, the 300 Rand target that I had set. Now, strictly speaking, you actually should adjust all your parameters after it's gone ex-dividend. You should adjust your stop loss down, you should adjust your target down, everything by the amount of the dividend. The thing is, it doesn't really change the technical setup. And my technical target here was 300. I, I suspect it could still go lower. I actually suspect it could even go down towards 280. Hmm. But I, I said I would look to bank a profit at 300 Rand, so I've decided to do that. That was earlier this morning. It traded just below 300 Rand earlier this morning. I took that profit, so we've made 2,048 Rand. Keep in mind, the dividend does affect this because when the stock goes ex-dividend, it drops by the amount of that dividend, but we have to pay away the dividend back to our, our, our CFD provider. So, so you would have made a higher profit. Yeah, well, it might, it might look as if we made 
42 rand per share, but we actually didn't. We only made what is about 27 rand per share once you've adjusted for the dividend. But anyway, we still made a profit. We still made 2,000 rand, which is great. And, and we chalk that up as a winner. Yeah. Okay. All right. So um, those small runs adding up, uh, and we will get to that at, at the end of the show. Yeah. And then going to this week's trade, Garth, it's a long position in first round. Why do you like it? I do like first round. It's come off quite hard over the last week or so. Uh, last week, it actually sold off from the high to the low, 13% over, hmm. over four days, which is a big move. Keep in mind, all these South Africa Inc. stocks uh, have been pretty strong. The banks, the retailers, all of it have been very strong with the um, positive political outlook, outlook in, the, in the country, improving economic outlook, etc. Uh, and my feeling is that some of these shares possibly have run a little bit ahead of themselves. And they might correct, but the thing is they're going to remain well bid at the lower levels. So if you see sharp weakness in the banks or in the retailers, I think you can probably treat that as a buy-the-dips type of opportunity. And that's exactly what First Rand has done this week. As I said, it sold off quite sharply last week. But if you look at the technicals here, it's actually got some beautiful technicals, and it really does line up very, very nicely for a long trade here. So that channel that I've drawn in over there is, is, is very, very clear to see. You can see that that support zone comes in at about 60, uh, 66.50. That also just so happens to be a 61.8% retracement of the rally that we saw in February. So you take that rally from early February to middle February, then the retracement is 61.8% of that distance. So that is a significant support if you can also get that Fibonacci retracement to combine with the uptrend as it does in this case over here. Also what is evident is there's positive reverse divergence on the stochastic over here. That's also a very bullish setup. So what that means is that our price action is showing a higher low that's formed on this pullback and yet, if you look at your stochastic, it's actually made a lower low. So it's more oversold on this occasion, th on this pullback, than what it was on the previous mm. pullback. And yet, the price is still higher. It's a very, very bullish setup, and we call that positive reverse divergence. So there's a strong, strong zone of support here at 66.50. And I highlighted this for traderscorner.co.za subscribers last week on, on my website and said that that's the area to look to potentially buy first rand for the reasons that I've mentioned here. So I went in and I did a trade for the for, for our portfolio for this week. I've gone in at 67 rand 97. The stop loss I'm using is 66 rand. So that stop loss is basically below the lowest point of last week's sell-off. And then I'm going to look for a target to have about 72 rand. Okay, so not a huge jump. Not a huge are. jump, but that's five rand per share upside, which in percentage terms is about seven or eight percent. Mm. And on a, on a risk to reward basis, it's, it's two to one, which is decent enough for us. Garth, before we get to the mechanics of the trade, um, I presume that the, two, uh, the green line there is the 200 day moving average. Yes, yep. the, the, the green line at the bottom here is 200 day moving average and the red line here is the 50 day moving average. Because if you were a bit of a pessimist, you could say, well, maybe the stock's actually heading back to the 200 day moving average um, if it gets stuck at the 50 day moving average level. Yeah, well, it's possible, but I think what we need to do is see what happens from here. What, what's typically happened in the past, if you look at it, the 50 day moving average has actually provided quite nice support back then in December, again in February, and around about here. It's just had a brief flush, but it's actually pushed back above the 50-day yeah. moving average this week. So I, th I think that that for now is still fine. And all the other technicals here to me suggest this is still a long trade. Uh, if, if it starts to break below that 61.8% retracement level, 
well then I think maybe you ha might have a point that it might go lower. But at this stage, there's nothing to me to suggest that that's going to happen. So I'm happy to be long here until the stock proves me wrong. Okay, so talk us through the mechanics. All right, so we've gone long at 67.97. Stop loss is 66 Rand per share. So that means my risk per share here is 1 Rand 97. Risking uh, 1.5% of our capital. So we, we've got 150,000 Rand in our South African portfolio. We're risking 2,250 Rand of that money to find out whether we're right or wrong on this trade. Uh, to calculate my position size, I take 2,250 Rand and I divide that by my risk per share, which is 1 Rand 97. Comes out at a number of 1,142 shares. So rounding that off, I've gone up to 1,150 CFDs that we've bought for the portfolio this week. As I said, my target is 72 Rand, and therefore my risk to reward ratio is 1 to 2 which is fine in, in, in a trade like this. Yeah, okay, so it's been, as I said, um, it's been a busy year. Mm. And what is the portfolio, how did the portfolio stack up? Also the South African versus international, which is maybe a bit somewhat quieter. Yeah, so the South African portfolio first is looking good. You can see a couple of trades that we've done recently. There's our option structure sitting currently with the maximum mark-to-market profit that we could probably make on this. Um, Kumba Iron Ore, we took a profit there. Woolworths is, is, is actually slightly underwater but when I prepared these slides it was it was up slightly first round we're in this week so our portfolio in South Africa is almost up 10% for the year to date which is not bad considering we're only halfway through March a lot of it con contributed by that option structure of ours and then the offshore portfolio as you mentioned has been rather quiet I've neglected it a little bit in in favor of doing trades on the South African market um, we've still only got that uh, bear treasury ETF which I discussed right at the beginning of the year we long there and we're still making some money there but that offshore portfolio is up three and a half percent for the year to date um, I probably need to get a little bit more active here and get some trades uh, working in this offshore portfolio yeah okay uh, and then just lastly a reminder that people can get a weekly alert um, if they go into the website. Correct. If you go to traderscorner.co.za, you can go to the middle of the page there and you see there's a, a link that says free weekly email. Just quickly sign up. It'll take you 30 seconds to enter your details and put it all in. And we'll send you an email every Tuesday around lunchtime detailing what's coming up on this show for the week ahead. Great. Garth, we'll leave it there. Thanks as always for joining us. Garth McKenzie is, of course, founder and editor of Traders Corner. This is Traders Corner in Brief. Joining me as always is Garth McKenzie. And Garth, uh, first round had a bit of a shocker last week, but do you think it's time to buy? I do. I think that South Africa incorporated stocks generally remain well bid at the lower levels. And when they sell off sharply like first round did, you can look at that as an opportunity to buy the dip. Technically, there's a lot of support for first round at about 66 Rand 50, uh, which we'll explain on the show. And we, we bought the stock just above that level following a reversal off that strong support area. Yeah, and we shall go through the mechanics of that trade in detail on Traders Corner this evening.